Welcome to Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Carezzi. This is the show where I tell improvised horror stories. I start off with the title submitted by the audience, and then I make up the stories from there. And if you'd like to submit any stories, you can send them to quarantinespookshow at gmail.com. Several pieces of uh, art and media that have moved me in the past uh, couple days. Uh, I can list some of them off real quick. Uh, one is a video game, a short video game called The Disparity of the Dead, which is a part of the anthology, anthology set uh, from the Dread X3 collection. It's a fun little horror game platformer. also been listening to the album uh, Boys for Pele from Tori Amos. And the song's uh, Right Where It Belongs by Nine Inch Nails, as well as the Fiona Apple cover of Why Try to Change Me Now. They've been hitting me in a deep place as well. bring it up because, you know, when I was playing these games, uh, listening to these songs and whatnot, it definitely, uh, filled me in a certain way, you know, like I was, not only was I immersed in them, but they hit a deep place and I kind of felt like they were opening up my heart, uh, just for the sake of someone, put, someone putting their heart into something they're doing. Sometimes that's all it takes. And I only bring it up uh, because that feeling of being moved uh, that I consider very important in art, media, entertainment, etc. Something I'm going to try to relay uh, in today's stories. Anyway, let's get to it. This, uh, this first story is called, uh, Fangless, the Fourth Vampire. Thank you. 
bangles the vampire. Live like any vampire would. You know, only coming out at night. Sleeping during the day. As well as seeking out prey whenever he can. Sometimes he bribed the blood bank to give him some blood and whatnot. desperate he would attack someone and drink their blood. Usually enough not to kill them or murder them. Because he if he lived in a certain town or a city or a, a neighborhood where a murderer was on the loose, he usually had to flee that town, so he tried to keep a as low profile as possible. participated in an underground network of vampires, uh, where they supplied fake IDs and passports, etc., credit information and whatnot, so that the vampires can live among the living, you know. And Fangle's remembered in the 50s, uh, back when he was, uh, fully human. People would make fun of him uh, for sleeping until noon or two in the afternoon, or even 6 p.m. if he had a long, hard night. Now I thought it was funny that he did it uh, out of his own survival and necessity. as a hygienist assistant uh, for a 24-hour dentist clinic. People would ask him, uh, hey, Fangles, how, why, do you, why are you working the graveyard shift at a, as a hygienist assistant at a dentist's office? And he was just like, oh, I just, you know, just avoid the teeth blues in the moonlight uh, at night. And as though he conversed among the living, uh, no one really commented how pale he was because he emphasized that he just worked graveyard, and that was totally why. People thought he never saw the sun just from his own sleeping habits. Though that was true, uh, they didn't also know his secret that he was in fact a vampire. Harvesting blood as efficiently as he possibly could. There have been moments when 
cleaning someone's teeth or someone was flossing and they'd cut their gums or something and make his mouth water, but he would try to resist the urge to lunge at them, rip off their face and suck the blood out of it, ripping out their arteries and guzzling it, you know, like a pixie st like a pi pixie stick or something. name of sorts. Not for his blood relatives as someone living, because uh, blood relatives doesn't quite mean the same thing as a vampire, because you're always cycling through new blood. But the vampire that turned him was called himself the third vampire. California. He drove the countryside until we settled in Pennsylvania. He always wondered if he'd ever encounter uh, the second or the first vampire from that lineage of turned vampires. He heard myths about him and whatnot. had no way to track them down, especially since the third vampire uh, perished by a housemate opening the blinds too quickly, and then he disintegrated right on the spot. changed when, uh, one day Fangles was working the night shift at the dentist's office. He was only helping people with routine cleanings, you know, no dental surgery that night. It was only the uh, hygienists that were present there. Office, uh, striking a chat with uh, Fangles. He was a fisherman, apparently, you know. And he was uh, spending a few weeks in Philadelphia with his uh, companion and colleague. He had his own boat and would fish in various ports uh, all along the East Coast.
So Fangles and the fishermen were just talking while uh, his teeth were being cleaned. When Fangles was doing the teeth cleaning, he saw that uh, the man had no fangs. No canines, rather. He actually said out loud, oh, you have no fangs. And then uh, the fisherman was just like, you mean canines? And uh, Fangles was like, oh, yeah, yeah, canines, not fangs. <laughs> People don't have fangs, you know. He said this while trying to conceal his own teeth. He already had enough awkward instances of him speaking freely about himself. Giving one too many uh, personal anecdotes and smiling uh, a bit too often. His rumors were already circulating through the office. And it made him wonder if the time to relocate was sooner rather than later. But Fangles asked the guy, like, oh, what happened to your canines? Fisherman looked at him, and then Fangles looked back, and they could both tell that they were each vampires. It was an unspoken thing. You could always just tell, you know. So this helped the fisherman relax a little bit, and he said, well, uh, I, I took an oath, uh, needless to say. secret order or something said it sarcastically like a joke and then uh the fisherman laughed it was just like oh no nothing like that they both knew the negative stereotypes about vampires and how there's like a secret society underneath society and whatnot but honestly just like people vampires were just fucking around as much as humans were Fisherman said, no, no, uh, I guess it's, uh, part of my lineage, you know, when we were, uh, initiated, he gave finger quotes, and, uh, Fangles knew what the initiation meant, meaning turned into a vampire, and the fisherman went on and said, well, when I was initiated, you know, I took an oath, we had our, uh, fangs removed. Not the only one like this, but uh, makes it e makes us easier to blend in a little bit. And then Fangles was just like, I don't know, I'd uh, I think I'd side eye someone more if uh, they had they were missing a bunch of their teeth than uh, someone who's missing their fangs. And the fisherman said, Yeah, well, you know, it's just it's just how we do it, you know. I'm the second, uh, when the first turned me, I was just like, alright, let's do this. And I turned to third, but he disappeared because he didn't want his teeth removed. And then Fangle said, well, what was the third's, who did you turn? What was his name? And the fisherman said, uh, oh, his name was Samuel. And then Fangle said, uh, 
Samuel turned me. The fisherman looked at him, up at him, mid-teeth cleaning. With one of those little mouth vacuums in his mouth. He was just like, so you're the fourth? And then Fangles was just like, yeah, that's, I am. You're the second. And you said the first is with you? Fisherman said, yeah, he's, yeah, he's back in Philly. And then Fangles was like, shit, man, we should hang out. So they set up a rendezvous uh, a couple days later. Fangles drove up to Philly and uh, met with the fisherman and his companion. The fisherman was named Roger and his companion first, uh, he was named Artie. So Artie looked at uh, Fangles up and down, and he was just like, oh, so you're the fourth, huh? You're Samuel's dude. And then Fangles was just like, well, I'm not anyone's dude, you know. In fact, Samuel's dead now. I don't know, I could tell you the details about how it happened. And then Artie was just like, oh, save it, he was an asshole. Roger was just like, yeah, you didn't even, like, take the oath that we had or anything. And then Fangles was just like, yeah, you mentioned that in the, uh, hygienist's office. Uh, just what, what kind of oath is it? And Artie said, well, it's pretty simple. We just, uh, made an oath to be fangless vampires. That is our creed upon entering the world of the vampire and whatnot. Samu didn't want to do it. He wanted to go rogue. And then when he turned you, he was supposed to initiate you as well, so you would take the oath. But obviously that never happened. And then Roger went on to say, So we want to offer you to take the oath with us. To become fangless vampires. Fangles thought about it. He's just like, well, you know, I see the logic in one of your fangs removed, I guess. Um, I don't want to do that at all, you know. I mean, vampires without fangs, like a dog with no bite, you know. A goat with no horns. A human with no thumbs, you know. In fact, how would that even work? show you. So he went to the closet in the, uh, into the room he was staying in. And then he pulled out a dude all tied up, his mouth covered and everything, freaking out, screaming and gagged and whatnot. Fangles was just like, oh, what are you doing? Come on. And then Roger was just like, no, no, it's good. You know, we're not gonna, like, hurt him or anything. Just take his blood and then let him go off somewhere. He'll forget what happened. And he'll be, uh, we've already moved out of town, you know? 
Arnie was just like, just watch her process. So then they, uh, laid the strange man down, started to sedate him. And then Roger went on to say, we usually don't like to sedate him before feeding, but, you know, it affects the flavor and, uh, makes us feel groggy, but you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? And Fangles was just like, yeah, I guess. So they laid the man down, and then left two pricks on his neck. And then he started to bleed out, and then what they did, uh, they both just started sucking on his neck. Not the vicious bite that Fangles was used to. It's more of a simple suction, really. A lot of saliva, not quite as graceful as a vampire attack, so to speak. And then Fangles is just all like, well, doesn't that, like, take longer, you know? And Roger was just like, well, it's cool if it takes longer, if you get results, you know? just like, well, yeah, so Fangles, we want you to take the oath and maybe travel with us for a bit, you know, so we can get to know each other, so you can get to know your lineage. And then Fangles was just like, oh, well, guys, I really appreciate that, and, uh, Kind of enjoying myself in Leicester, you know. Kind of want to ride that out for a bit longer, as long as I can, really. And he was looking at Artie, and Artie looked disappointed. And Fangles heard the door lock behind him. And it was Roger standing by the door. And then Fangles was just like, oh, "Come on." And he was holding a pair of tooth pliers, and he was just like, what do you mean, come on? And then Fangles was just like, you're really gonna try to, like, uh, yank out my fangs, really? And then Artie was just like, well, you don't want to take the oath, you know? The oath is part of the bargain of becoming a vampire with our lineage, you know? So if you don't want to be fangless, uh, then you shouldn't be a vampire, right? So we're either going to take out your fangs, or we're going to kill you. <coughs> and then Fangles was just like, oh shit. So Roger lunged at Fangles, and he tried to shake him off. Alrighty, he was going after them too. both tried to pin him down, but, uh, they were both a little bit stronger than Fangles, because they just fed. Which Fangles should have thought about that ahead of time. They were getting pretty close to pinning, pinning him to the ground. So Fangles opened his mouth and then bit Roger's hand. And then went after Artie, and then 
bit him in the face. Split out of the room. Marty and Roger were vampires, but they did feel pain nonetheless. So being bit in the hand and the face by uh, long, vicious fangs is still an excruciating process. And they're both hollering and yelling. And fangles ran out back into the street. Back to Leicester. He started to pack up his stuff. He figured that Artie and Roger would try to come after him again, especially when his when he was off his guard. Fangles packed his things and did, and did like all what vampires do. Went to move on to the next town. This next story is called Balls. Fangles is driving across the country in his old Chevy. He didn't know Artie's or Roger's tracking skills. Presumably they were decent because they've been around much longer uh, than Fangles. Fangles has only been alive or been a vampire for about 70-ish years, a little less. very young for a vampire. <clears throat> so Fangles wanted a fresh start. Again, seemed like it seems like he was having a fresh start uh, every few years, it seemed like. So he was driving and making his way to Colorado. Just thinking to himself of just like, uh, how long am I gonna spend my life getting kicked out of apartments? It's not that I want to settle down or anything, but just to have something, you know, a homestead companionship, just a place where I can enjoy the. Simplicities of life, uh, 
as well as the profound magnitudes that it has to offer. He hasn't been a vampire long enough to become super jaded or anything. But he felt like he was certainly on his way. So he took uh, the opportunity of driving across the country at 80 miles an hour to really just enjoy life, you know, try to open up a little bit. He was at the edge of Colorado uh, when the sun started to rise again. So he pulled up alongside uh, the edge of a road and got his uh, tarp blanket and then just covered himself up. It was always a big risk to travel that way. You never know if some rando one would go up to the Chevy and be like, hey, what's going on here? And then suddenly Fangles would disintegrate to death through the sunlight and that would be the end of him. His predecessor, Samuel, uh, disintegrated in a very similar, needless way. finding a hostel in Denver to camp out for a little while until he got another apartment or something, either in the city or maybe in a smaller town nearby, or hell, even Boulder, you know. Then he thought about it, he's just like, uh, maybe not Boulder. hostel was set up is that uh, he was on one room with uh, several bunk beds in it. It was fairly cramped. He kept his uh, few possessions uh, locked up in a Chevy. And he slept on one of the top bunks. hostel wasn't uh, that crowded, you know. Well, not not surprisingly, there was a pandemic going on. Didn't quite affect uh, Fangles because he couldn't contract the virus. But he still wore a mask in public and whatnot. If he was struck with conversation with people, he just uh, 
told him as a medical assistant, uh, he got the vaccine early. And I usually stifled any other curiosities. someone that slept a night, he would have found it very distracting. So eventually Fangles uh, went to the bathroom. Or pretended to, at least. He just wanted to rinse his face, face and uh, bathe a little bit. And he went out of the multi-stalled area and he saw the uh, crying guy in front of him. Just like, hey man, I'm not trying to keep you awake or anything. And then Fangles was just like, no, no, uh, no, it's all right, I'm good, you know, don't worry about it. I'm not much a night sleeper anyway. And he was just like, all right, well, do you got any blow or anything? And Fangles is just like, well, I don't got any, no, I don't got any of that, but if I hear anything, I'll hit you up and let you know. And he's just like, cool, man, cool. So Fangles went back to his bunk. You could hear the guy in the bathroom turning on a shower, possibly crying a little more. Fangles went for a walk outside the hostel. Just wandering around the block. Finding it remarkable how panicked everyone was. And also seeing uh, certain cycles of human behavior multiple times. Both those things in conjunction is just like, ah, uh, pandemic woes, a very new thing for this crop of humans. But also, it's the same old shit, diff different day at the same time. He thought the duality was remarkable. It's been years since he's been in Denver, so he wanted to reacquaint himself with the city before he went out looking for an apartment and whatnot. Luckily, he had enough saved up so he can hopefully find something with ease. 
but in the meantime, he had to feed. to a stall together. And then the guy was just like, hey man, are you a vampire? And the fangles was just like, what? what? No, no, I'm not a... What makes you say that? And he was just like, I can tell from the way you move, you know? People don't move like you do, you know? With such grace and dexterity and all that. to second guess himself. He was just like, shit, this guy already knows that I'm a vampire. You know, I can't, like, catch him off guard. So the guy just had his hand in his pocket and he was just like, alright, so I got the stuff? How much? Fangles, uh, felt like he was cornered, you know. Couldn't really move the conversation forward. sort of substance that dude could get high off of. He already knew he was a vampire. So Fangles ran out of ideas and just lunged at him. In the cramped space, he was already close. Stabbed him in the groin, opened the door, and then started to run out. Run out. He ran into the main sleeping area, and he was like, "Hey, this guy's a vampire. Tried to attack me." And Fangles was just like, "Oh fuck, man, shit." He saw a small bathroom window, and he tried to slip out there. two-story drop onto the sidewalk and he made the leap again vampires are semi-immortal but uh they can live longer than humans but they can still feel pain and all that even if they don't have uh, the same type of blood type of blood flow
when Fangles landed, it felt like he uh, busted his knee and his ankle. Still feeling the stab wound in his, in his groin. Uh, he went in his Chevy and then started to drive off. driving, he was just like, oh shit, uh, he used my, my passport and everything, you know, to check into that hostel. Fucking awful, I might have to get new identity and everything. So when he drove to an isolated area in the city, uh, he pulled over and assessed his damage. He had the busted knee busted ankle and he checked where the guy stabbed uh, and uh, the knife blade tore open a uh, fangle scrotum and then he just let out a groan and a sigh and he was just like oh, balls This next story is called, You know, I actually never really knew that much about bears. Needless to say, Fangles was in desperate strides. There's a warrant for his arrest in Denver, and several adjacent counties in Colorado. So Fangles went up higher in the mountains. an opportunity to feed on wildlife, hang tight for a bit. And maybe contact one of the vampire networks he knew to try to get new uh, identification and whatnot. He thought it would be funny if humans knew, uh, the similar types of bureaucracy uh, vampires have to go through to stay under the radar. At the same time, it wasn't as nearly as disastrous, messy, convoluted, pointless, and soul-sucking as the human being's uh, proclivity and application of bureaucracy. eventually made the call to the network he knew, and they recognized him, and he was just like, okay, Fangles, uh, yeah, the warrant on your arrest is going to be pretty tough. Uh, you might not be able to stay in the country, you know, but we can get you new paperwork. It's just going to take a few weeks, so you're going to have to lay low. If you want, you can uh, reach out for a contact in Boulder. there we can help you out. And then Fangle's just like, alright, cool, cool, thank you. 
So with the plan Fangles had to meet a contact in Boulder to get a new identity, he thought he'd take the opportunity to go camping in the mountains. He was fairly adept at camping, uh, though he didn't have quite the supplies for it. So he went to a, a shop on the mountain. get more industrial supplies so he'd be able to survive. He knew he'd be able to survive on the feeding of wildlife. Maybe some rabbits or deer and whatnot. And then when a couple weeks go by, he'll be in Boulder and then hopefully that rendezvous would set him off with a new identity and new way of living. Kind of, these kinds of experiences renewed him in a certain way. Whenever there was a new transition period to a new method of life, he was always just like, "Oh yeah, this is gonna be, this is gonna be the time, man. This is my year. I'm gonna change everything, man, and be the person I want to be. Self-actualize properly." And when Fangos thought about it, he uh made similar proclamations to that before, multiple times during his tenure as a vampire. So he just kind of wondered how many proclamations that he had left, and have them still have potency. first couple days camping on the mountain went pretty smoothly, pretty simple. He found a really stellar deer on the first day and fed the shit out on that. He set up his, his tent, uh, had some cooking supplies. source some extra blood in. And also at the supply store he bought a collection of uh, Samuel Beckett plays and he was reading that. I was just like, oh shit, why haven't I read any of these earlier? But yeah, it turns out lambing it uh, ended up turning into a pretty stellar vacation. Uh, so he was chilling and relaxing in his tent. Happy Days by Beckett. You could hear noises, uh, bear noises specifically. 
and it actually occurred to him. As he's been walking the earth, uh, as an undead being for 70 years, he didn't actually really know that much about bears. head he was just like all right shit is it a brown bear or a black bear uh, do i fuck do i run away or do i stay put i got a lot of blood here I'm probably smelling that so tango stepped out of his tent that he didn't have a really good smell to him. He hadn't bathed in a few days. And luckily with his night vision he could see the bear clearly. It was a very large grizzly bear. Very menacing for someone who didn't really know that much about bears. Which was true in Fangle's case. Watch the bear, and he's just like, ah, oh, this bear is cute as fuck, man. Shit. So Tangles didn't know what else to do. He was just like, uh, come on, get out of here, scat, you know? Eventually, the bear stood up, upwards of eight feet. started roaring at him. And Fangles was just like, oh shit. And then what ended up happening was a good old-fashioned classic uh, vampire versus bear fight. The bear clawed at him first. Fangles dodged it. He tried to lunge at the bear. But the bear was strong and pushed him off. Clawed at Fangles again and took off a chunk of his hip. Fangles didn't have the same physical strength as a bear, but he had his fangs and he knew how to drain blood. So as the bear was coming down on him, clawing at him and biting him, Fangles just did what he did best. He just lunged at the bear at the neck, and then bit down hard, and then just started sucking. It was hard at first, because the bear was still clawing and ripping off literal pieces of Fangles. And had he, as he was gunning for it, he was just like, I'm not gonna die from getting mauled by a bear. still biting at him while Fangles was sucking his blood. Eventually the bear started to lose energy and 
started to lay down. His blood rate slowed as it emptied out. With a little bit of life left, uh, the bear uh, was laying down, and then Fangle stood up feeling refreshed. And he was just like, oh shit, I should get in the fights with bears more often, man. It's really cool. rejuvenation for life. He was just like, yeah, man, this is what it's all about. Fighting bears, sucking their blood. Living in the wilderness, being one with the trees. Damn, now that's the life for me. You can totally see a lot of why a lot of vampires uh, start farms and whatnot. So the bear lied there, uh, still breathing. And then Fangles thought, well, he'll, uh, he'll bleed out eventually, you know, and then from there I can do something with the carcass. Maybe I can store the meat somehow and sell it when I get a chance before my next big move. So he just started to relax in his tent a little bit. Coming off of the adrenaline. But then he feel like he felt he felt like he couldn't rest, so he got out of his tent and then started to roam the woods. Catching any nighttime wildlife that he could, so he could drain their blood and save it for later. Eventually, a few hours go by, and uh, he returns to his campsite with uh, two rabbits and a fox. And then snaps her necks and drains her blood uh, into a bottle that he has. Uh, and he stores those bottles in his cooler. And as he was doing that, he heard a, he heard a bear roar. It's just like, shit, is that another bear? The bear roared again. And then Fangles thought, no, that's... That's the same bear, isn't it? Himself. A tall eight foot monolith. And a newly born vampire. Fangles realized what happened. Though he did suck a lot of the blood out of the bear, he didn't drain him completely. And the bear mauled at Fangles, and, uh, drank some of his blood as well, thus commencing the process of becoming a vampire. So the bear just kind of looked at him, aimlessly, curiously, 
just being all like, what the fuck you do, man? It seemed like they had a telepathic connection in certain ways. Often, Fangles felt connected to every vampire that he met. But I was at a much higher potency. With someone from your vampire lineage. He felt the same way with Samuel. Even to a degree with Artie and Roger. And now he was feeling it with despair. Alright, so, um, I only got a few weeks to, that I'll be in around for, so I guess I can show you what I can, you know? And eventually the bear went to Barry's tent and started to go for the blood. And then Fangles was just like, no, no, we got, we'll hunt, we'll hunt the next day, alright? You don't have to go for, this is storage stuff. He's just like, alright, you can have a little bit. So he started to feed the bear uh, one of the bottles. And since the bear was a much larger creature, uh, he needed much more blood than Fangles. So Fangles was just like, oh, what the fuck am I gonna do about this bear vampire? My kin, man. So while the bear was partially partially in the tent, he was, uh, he was pawing, a uh, Fangle's book, the Sammy Bucket book, on the open page of Happy Days, where the character Winnie is going through a very long and rambling monologue. And then Fangle's was just like, alright, I'll call you Winnie. Winnie the Fifth Vampire. It was very difficult to teach the bear because they were different species, different ways of living, different ways of communicating. But Fangle still found ways to impart how to be a vampire. Uh, Hunting out at night, uh, staying away from daylight, sucking blood and all that. And with their unspoken communication, uh, the bear was getting the hang of it very quickly. He already knew how to hunt, so that took care of uh, that hurdle. And toward the end of the stint, uh, Bear and Fangles were already getting, like, really chummy, you know? They both, like, entertained each other. Uh, Winnie doing bear things. Fangles doing, like, human stuff. The nuances of two different species observing each other really provided, uh, endless entertainment and companionship.
actually, uh, Pangle's tenure on the mountain was up. He received a phone call about uh, someone from the Vampire Network. About getting a new identity and relocating out of the country. Fangles thought about it, and he couldn't... He felt bonded with Winnie, the fifth vampire. So he said to the network uh, associate, Yeah, I don't think I can leave Colorado quite yet. I can come in for the new identity, but... Uh, I'm gonna stay on this mountain with Winnie. See if I can get a nice homestead together. Alright, this final story is called... Wangtown. After Fangles acquired his new identity, still lucky to have the first name Fangles on identification, so he didn't have to second guess when someone called him a different name. It was just Fangles, just like it's always been. Him and Winnie, uh, the bear, came to some property, uh, outskirts of Wangtown, Colorado. It took several years, but uh, they cultivated the so soil, they got some animals, and they both developed a farm together. Now, Woody didn't quite participate in the human-y stuff, he was certainly a good mode of companionship and protection for the farm. And they started to build up the farm homestead together. As they were getting animals, uh, it occurred to fangles to use the farm by, by vampires for vampires. It was a small farm, but uh, he eventually established a network of uh, draining blood from animals and then selling it off to, to uh, other vampires around the country, and in some cases internationally. He never thought he would find uh, such peace uh, on the outskirts of a town called Wangtown. But life's funny in that way. Eventually he was able to hire some farmhands uh, to 
are also vampires. Oh, exclusively working at night. Raising and breeding animals and harvesting blood. And when the pandemic was loosening up, uh, they were able to have more events specifically for vampires. property kept getting side-eyed by Wangtown residents. There's a bunch of nasty rumors about the house just being all like, oh, those fucking vampires, man. I'm telling you, they're draining blood of animals, selling it off like dirty capitalists. It's not right. It's inhuman. It's evil. year anniversary of their little farm. And they invited all the vampires in the area that they knew. They stored blood in wine bottles. Added some purple dye to disguise it so no one on the outside uh, knew the wiser. Really stellar lights strung up. punk music. There's one moment that really struck Fangles when uh, the mashup between uh, Around the World and Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger uh, from the album Alive 2007 was playing. And it was accompanied by a video montage of clips from, from Twin Peaks The Return on episode 8 atom bomb was going off, and that gardening glove duel with the bob orb. It was very epic in terms of a club experience. When Fangles witnessed that uh, music and visual media accompaniment, thought, uh, it's really, things really worked out, didn't it? And that's when he saw them. Roger and Artie. Fangles froze when he saw them. But they walked up to Fangles and was like, hey, Fangles, have you, I like, we like what you did with the place. Fangles was just like, yeah, yeah, we put a, we put a lot of work into it. And then 
Rogers. It's like, no, we're not gonna, don't worry, we're not gonna fuck with you, you know. We just wanna say as members of the lineage that we're really proud of what you've done with this space, you know. We, we met Winnie, you know, we think he's great, you know. And we're not gonna try to remove his fangs or anything, you know. And then uh, Fangles was just like, yeah, well, if I didn't have fangs, I wouldn't have turned Winnie and none of this would have happened. Nardi was just like, yeah, you're right. We just want to support you in how we can, you know. We're telling other vampires about this, you know. We've been telling some people in Wangtown, you know, how great the space is for vampires. And then Fangles was just like, what do you mean telling people in Wangtown? Nardi was just like, you know, just, uh, chatting with people, and Fangle was just like, you've been telling, you haven't been telling outsiders about this space, have you? And Fangle's, uh, looked at Roger and Artie. Looked at them really hard, and Fangle's knew what they were doing. They were trying to spread a seed of, a descent in Wangtown solidify their nasty rumors of the house somehow. And the Rogers is like, yeah, you know, not too much stuff, you know, just telling people in Wangtown. And then Fangles was like, morons, it's called Wangtown because oh, they're just a bunch of wangs. And already was like, well, even surely an outsider would be able to appreciate this by vampire, for a vampire space that you've, that you've built. And Fangles realized that, uh, these two were willing to watch, uh, the farm be destroyed. Just because Fangles was one of the participants that built it. Fangles looked at them both, and he was just like, get out. Get out of here before I bite both your heads off. So they both raised their hands and then just started to walk off. And then already swiped a bottle off the table, and he was just like, oh, I'm going to take one for the road. And then they both left. Set. And then Winnie the Bear uh, went up to him, just kind of making some little uh, grunty noises. They had their own unspoken way of communicating. They couldn't communicate everything, but de they definitely were capable of uh, deeply grained mutual understandings. Fangles just said, I don't know what they're... I don't know what they're gonna do, Winnie, you know? I don't know what Wangtown's really capable of, you know? They're just gonna stay put and deal with it and let us vampires do our thing, or are they gonna try to fuck with us, you know? And then Winnie rubbed, uh... 
bangles back a little bit as a for a moment of comfort and solidarity and whatnot. The party continue continued on. It was still stellar. Fangles was still disturbed of what was to come. And then early, uh, right before dawn, that moment came. The situation was so stereotypical it was stupid. Residents of Wangtown had pitchforks and torches. Outside of Fangle's abode. Shouting curses. Condemning vampires and vampirism. Even though the space was designed uh, so vampires' ways of living wouldn't infringe on humans' ways of living. But they just refused to accept the existence of vampires in any degree. So they started to light things on fire. The house, uh, the stables and barns. throughout the day, even when the uh, noise and clamor stopped. So when it was after dusk, uh, they rose up, and their abode was nothing but ashes. where they stored blood and even some of the party equipment uh, the sound equipment when they had that party since his first decade of becoming a vampire, he started to cry. Ferris didn't quite uh, communicate sadness in the same way humans did, but uh, certainly when he was forlorn. And then they held each other for a bit. Fangles laughed, and he was just like, uh, well, I guess we gotta move on to the next town, am I right? Part of being a vampire, you know? Well, 
always on the road, always on the go. That was the last time anyone saw Fangles or Winnie uh, in that in that county area of Colorado. There are a lot of rumors about them, uh, all saying different things depending on who you ask. If you ask living humans, uh, they'll say. Uh, yeah, Wangtown totally torched their abode, and uh, thus went the vampires, you know. Really simple. Cut and dry, and really exterminated the vampires from that town. But if you ask vampires, and if they trusted you, they might tell you that Fangles and Winnie made it out of that area. set up a new abode in a farm where they were giving away blood and harvesting it by vampires for vampires but you couldn't ask anyone from Wangtown uh, about what happened to Fangles and Winnie that week, after that initial burning, the town was in ruins, decimated. Some say there were fires, some buildings collapsed. But every single person contributed that riot that burned down the home of Fangles and Winnie did not live to tell about it. Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Carezzi. And good night.